Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak with Candace Elliott, who's a human resources strategist with her company Fortress and Flourish. Hi, Candace. Hi, Patrick. It's so nice to be here today. Oh, thank you so much. We're really glad to have you. And I was wondering, can you please describe your career journey for us? Yeah, definitely. It's been quite a journey. <laughs> I started working when I was in high school. And I, my first job was with Jamba Juice, and I was a smoothie maker. And I learned a lot about customer service in that job, for sure. I went from high school to college. And when I made that transition while I was in college at San Francisco State University, I worked as a barista in a few different coffee shops. I've always loved food and coffee, and that was has definitely been a theme in my career progression. I also was able to do a few internships. And when I graduated from college, I got a teaching certificate and I taught English as a second language for a few years. I worked at a summer camp that was for students who came to the U.S. from all over the world who were in high school and who were learning English for the summer. And then I also taught other students who were a little bit older, usually between the ages of 18 and 25, who were coming to the U.S. for a year to learn English and then either go back home or transfer to universities here in the state. And... I loved that work and being able to work with people from all over the world and learn about all of their lives. And then after I stopped teaching English, so I graduated college in the middle of the recession in 2008, and it was a really difficult environment for a young person to be entering the workforce. That's part of why I went into teaching English as a second language was because I knew that if I got this certificate, I would have a particular job. But also at the same time, I was living in San Francisco and the economic environment and just the environment of the city for me seemed to change very dramatically over the course of about a year or two when everyone was, you know, losing jobs and businesses were closing and, and all of these things were happening. And so I just became kind of disenchanted with living in the city and I knew that it was time for me to move on but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do next so I saved up what I felt like was a ton of money which was five thousand dollars and I decided to just travel around the country in my car and camp in different places and work odd jobs and get to know more about people who live in the U.S. and figure out what I wanted to do with the next part of my life. And so I traveled and lived in Oregon and Montana and Arkansas for a while. And I 
my intention was to do a loop of the United States and come back to California, but I ended up sort of getting to Florida and then getting stuck there <laughs> for a little bit because I had run through all of my funds and I had to sort of figure out what I was going to do next. And in Florida, I went back to teaching English as a second language pretty immediately. I was a tutor for kids for a program that was funded through the No Child Left Behind Act. So we were doing English, like reading and math after school tutoring. And then I also worked as an administrative assistant for a travel company. And that company did bus tours for the 55 and over communities in Florida. So there are a lot of people who come to Florida during the winter time to escape the cold. And so we geared all of our tours towards those groups and we would take them to Key West and Savannah and New Orleans and the Gulf Coast. And we did three day trips and day trips. And it was a really small company. There were just two owners and myself and a few other people who would help here and there. And so through that experience, I learned, I learned a lot about accounting. <laughs> I learned how to write advertisements and do mailer advertising. And I answered a lot of phone calls and answered questions and was doing this customer service piece. I learned how to organize the logistics of things like scheduling all of the hotel rooms and scheduling the buses and bus drivers and, you know, making sure that we had enough of all of those things for all of the tours that were going out. And during our first season together, the owners were a couple and the, the wife became very sick with cancer and she ended up passing away during that first season of us working together. And the other owner asked me if I wanted to become his business partner and to open another business doing basically the same thing together. And so I was 23 or 22 at this point, and it had always been my dream to have my own business. And I felt like this was just this amazing opportunity that was being presented to me. And also I knew nothing about what I was doing. I did a lot of online research to figure out how to found a business like used LegalZoom to draft our documents to create our LLC. That's a type of company. It's called a limited liability company. We had to get a seller of travel license, which required a bond. And so there were all of these steps that I knew nothing about and was just learning as we went along. I rebuilt our website, which was more aligned with things that I already knew how to do. And then we just kind of brought over all of our systems from our the previous company and worked together for about three years. And after a few years of, you know, being in Florida and running this company and learning a lot, I just really missed home and I really wanted to come back to California and be closer to my family. Many of us live in Central California, so in Paso and Atascadero and Fresno and Sacramento and kind of this whole zone, Santa Cruz. I came to Santa Cruz because my sister was living here and I really wanted to spend some time with her. And when I got to Santa Cruz, that was when I decided to go back to school. I decided to close the company with my business partner in Florida and 
I wanted to go back to school to learn more about a specific part of business. Like there are so many parts to business. There's finance, there's business leadership, there's marketing, there's sales, there's, and then depending on, you know, the industry that you're in, there's logistics and all of these parts. And the part that I felt was really aligned with my background of teaching and loving culture was human resources. So focusing there on training and development and building systems of really systems of culture in companies was what I really wanted to do. And so I applied for and was accepted to an online program at Penn State for human resources and employment relations. And it covers, it still exists and it covers like all of the things and best practices around human resources. And at the same time, I was hired by the Glass Jar Restaurant Group, which is here in Santa Cruz. And they have the Penny Ice Creamery, the Picnic Basket, and Snap Taco to be there. Originally, it was a staff manager, and it turned into a human resources manager position. And it really turned into an operations position also after that. So I was, the company is really interesting. They have about 120 to 150 employees in the summertime. And then in the wintertime, business is much slower. And so they have less employees. So every year there's this big push to hire in the spring. And I hired almost 80 to 100 people typically every year and coordinated all of that with the managers and then also was overseeing our human resources policies like our handbook and if there were disciplinary processes that needed to happen or if a manager needed coaching on like how to provide feedback to their employee, I was doing that for the company. And so Zach and Kendra are the owners of the glass jar. And I worked really closely with them and all of our staff for five years and really was able to apply what I was learning in school to the work that I was doing at the glass jar. And then when there were questions about things at the glass jar, I was able to go to school with those questions and learn from people in the industry and from my professors and build more resources around uh, especially labor law and implementing law in the workplace and handling employee relations issues and then got to a point where i wanted to be able to help more companies with human resources i love loved and still love the glass jar we work together on projects currently but I also wanted to be able to work with other companies, you know, other companies in hospitality, retail. I have worked with farms. I've worked with tech companies. I've worked with a lot of different nonprofit organizations, distilleries, breweries, all these different kinds of places. And what I have learned through this time is that really the, the systems of human resources and the best practices are the same across industries. There may be, you know, as a company gets bigger, you may change the ways that things work, but really the foundations are the same regardless of the company that you're in. And the best practices are the same everywhere. And so as I've been able to gain more and more experiences across a variety of different kinds of companies, it's helped me to help even more companies. I, when I started my, my current company, Fortress and Flourish, I 
helped the glass jar train as someone who had been working with them for a very long time, Rachel Ramirez, into their human resources coordinator position. And then I also had the opportunity of working with the city of Santa Cruz in their economic development department for a time, really focused on downtown Santa Cruz and things that would help the downtown environment. And then when my business picked up, then I unfortunately had to leave that work with the city and in order to be able to focus exclusively on my clients. So that's my work history. (laughs) There's so much there. I don't know what to ask. It's amazing. You have so much experience in so many different things. Yeah, there's, there are more things to more. There is, there's so much. And it sounds like it must have been a real joy, even just going back to when you were traveling around the country. I can imagine how much fun that must have been just meeting and really seeing the country and like living in different places for a short amount of time. That's like something I think a lot of people wish they could do. And yeah, work- I mean, I painted houses and I worked on a ranch baling hay and, you know, it's- helped build a cabin and I even read tarot cards at fairs. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Wow. That's, yeah. it's inspiring. And looking at your background, you have an education in anthropology, and you ended up in Israel and Jordan as an archaeological technician. Would you mind telling us about that? Yeah, definitely. So I, as I was studying anthropology, I was really drawn to archaeology specifically. I love that history of our civilizations is, a lot of it is under the earth and can be found. There's also this really interesting thing around archaeology and and ethics in archaeology and the way that digs happen and knowing that when you uncover something and the way that you uncover it, it will only be done that way that one time. And when you remove things from site that they'll never be back in the place that they were in before again. And so there's a lot of care and attention to detail around the work that you're doing. And it's also very physical work. I mean, a lot of archaeology is (laughs) digging and, you know, moving earth. And I've always really enjoyed work that uses my body because it makes me feel like good to use all of my muscles in my work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, funny because right now my work is very much on a computer a lot of the time or, you know, talking and less physical. But yeah, so I, I lived in Israel for in 2000, I think it was 2006 and then in Jordan in 2007. And I worked as an archaeology technician, really spending time in the Middle East even more than the work of archaeology had such an impact on me and the way that I view just like even what is important in day-to-day life. Yeah. I bet. That must have been a great experience. Yeah, it was. It was really amazing to see a different way of living life, you know, especially in Jordan to be a woman traveling there and to need to learn all of the social norms that are a part of just everyday life of being a woman living in that country, and then to be following those, and then to come back to the States after that and have an appreciation of 
the freedoms and privileges that we have in this country that have come from a lot of work and a lot of generations of work toward equality. But yeah, to really have that stark contrast of, you know, being in this country one day and then coming back to the U.S. and having things be totally different the next day. And for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz, 90.7 FM, and streaming online at ksqd.org. I'm Patrick Hart, and I'm speaking with Candace Elliott, who's a resource strategist with her company Fortress and Flourish. And a person would enjoy this, this job. Yeah, so I think it's interesting because I, in my position, get to train people who are new in the field. And, and the people who I have seen be the most successful are very, they're detail-oriented. There's a lot of things to kind of keep track of in the world of human resources. So there are a lot, there are tools that make that easier, like spreadsheets or their, you know, computer and online systems, software systems that you can use to help with all of these things. But yeah, detail oriented, being interested in the law and legal processes and how that applies to the workplace, because a lot of this work is understanding what your responsibilities are as an employer and then ensuring that you are doing those. Being interested in learning more about people. You know, I'm not saying that you need to be an outgoing person. You can be a shy person. I am vacillate between being outgoing and shy. Like sometimes I just want to spend all of my days alone. (laughs) And then other times I want to be around people and I've had to learn how to draw myself out of my shyness and my hesitation around like being in a leadership position over many years and just practice that in order to be in front of a lot of people. So, I mean, interviewing people generally happens in person right now. That's not happening as much, but, you know, being able to ask people questions about themselves, being able to listen is really important to listen wholeheartedly to what someone is saying and not be thinking in your mind of what the next thing is that you're going to say, but to listen to what they say, to repeat that back to them, to make sure that you're really understanding where they're coming from, that they know that you are understanding that is an important skill. And then at a certain point, there's a level of an understanding of business strategy that becomes really important. Not in the not necessarily in the beginning as you're just getting into the field, but as you are progressing through the field, understanding what business objectives are, what the vision of a company is, what the goals of the company are, the financial goals and other goals, and how the people fit into all of that, and then building systems that tie back to those goals. Okay. And I like what you shared when you were talking about when you're listening to to employees that you're not already thinking about what your answer is going to be because, you know, that lets the person know that they're not just another number, that they're a person and that you genuinely care. And I was wondering, what advice or resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing this career? Yeah, so I have actually a ton of resources on my website. So it's fortressandflourish.com and the and is spelled out, (laughs) A-N-D. My Instagram also has a lot of resources. So it's just at fortressandflourish, again, spelled out. 
I have like a resources page that has software systems that are recommended, books that you can read. I have an HR building blocks course that I created that is now published. It was actually published last month, which I'm really excited about. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. It was huge. (laughs) I'm not someone who loves being in front of a camera. So to film like 32 videos was a huge undertaking for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's all out now and it covers the seven major, major sections of human resources. So there's one that's focused on culture and one that's focused on hiring and then onboarding new employees and mentorship and training. There's handling the unexpected, which may come up and when employees leave. And so, yeah, that is, those courses are also available. I would also recommend if you're interested in getting into this field, it's good to have an understanding of what's happening in your community. So thinking about getting on our Chamber of Commerce newsletter, I would recommend. There's also a law firm that's called Hopkins and Carly, and they give a lot of presentations to local employers on labor law. And their presentations, some of them are no cost and some of them are really low cost. So I would recommend checking them out and potentially subscribing to their newsletter. Also the Small Business Development Center here, it's the Small Business Development Center is located at Cabrillo College. And they provide so many resources to people who are interested in starting businesses or have already started their business and they're trying to work things out. But if you're interested in sort of the the work of business or human resources, I would definitely recommend their newsletter too. And then my newsletter, I also send out a newsletter once a month that you can sign up for on my website too. And it's just like updates on HR things, things to think about, announcements, and things like that, too. Okay. Thanks, Candice. And how about what advice could you give to someone who is unsure about their career path? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a really good question. I was unsure about my career path for a really long time. And the advice that was really helpful to me, there are a lot of things. The main one was to listen to my heart and what I felt called toward and to follow that path. And that even if what I was called toward was something really strange and unusual, like traveling around the country for a while in my car, that if I followed that path, the heart path, that I would find that I would be in the, in the right place and have opportunities that would be presented because of those choices that I made. And as opportunities have been presented to me throughout life, I've said yes to some of them and I've said no to a lot of them. I think that saying no to the things that are not in alignment for you is one of the really important parts of finding what it is that you truly want to do. That way you're not distracted by all of the things that there are. You can really just focus in on what what your calling is. I think that you not being 100% certain about your career path, it seemed like it's really served you well to like become perhaps like a more well-rounded human being. I think that I, because I was able to be 
in uncertainty and to allow for periods of uncertainty and confusion to happen, that clarity then came after that, that period. So yeah. yeah. Okay with not knowing and allowing things to be what they are for a little while, even if they're not exactly what you want, is beneficial. Yeah. And then also to recognize there too that we have to support ourselves, right? Like some of us have the privilege to be supported by our families, other of us don't have that. And to be able to understand your financial situation and to limit your expenditures to what is really necessary until you are then able to bring in more income to be able to do other things is really important. So you have to be able to find ways to get fulfillment out of things other than spending money. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And I think I also agree with what you said that a lot of growth can happen when you're faced with adversity or uncertainty. Yeah. Right. I lived for a while in this it was a boat shed that was on the property <laughs> in Florida and it was like $300 a month and there was mold growing in it and the sink in the kitchen wasn't really a sink and like you, I just had to deal with periods of time that were not exactly what I wanted them to be in order to get to the, the point where I was able to support myself in a way that I, that I wanted to. Yeah, but because <laughs> of that, that probably makes you maybe more grateful for what you have today. Oh my gosh. I still think that having a dishwasher is one of the most fantastic <laughs> uh, right now. <laughs> Candace, is there, are there any final things you would like to share with us? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, just to leave everyone, you know, thank you for listening. And if I can be a resource to you in your career growth. I would love to be able to do that. If you're interested specifically in human resources, I can talk about HR for hours. (laughs) And then also if you're just trying to figure out like what to apply to or what kinds of jobs might be in alignment for you, I'm also happy to have those kinds of conversations because I know that as you know, especially if you're in school or you know, if you're trying to figure out what to do next, it can be really confusing. And sometimes it helps to talk that through. So yeah, totally. Well, thank you very much, Candice, for taking the time to do this interview today. I really am grateful for it. You're welcome. It was so nice to spend this time with you. Well, thank you again. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Candice Elliott, who's a human resources strategist with her company, Fortress and Flourish. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can visit us at our website at yfiob.org for more ways to listen. Thank you very much and see you next time.